Psalm 23, the word of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Our Father, again we come to you, the great shepherd, the one who takes such care of us, the one who has called us, the one who has um, predestined us to become conformed to the image of Christ. Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks for these great truths. Now, Father, as we look further into this psalm, let us catch a greater glimpse of how great and how loving and how merciful you really are, and let us love you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, up until now, we have been considering these sheep that are told about in the 23rd Psalm as dwelling in the lowlands in the winter and in the early spring. We now reach the difficult part of the journey, starting in verse 4, where the sheep start to make their way up through the canyons, up the hills, to dwell in the highlands, on the table lands, it was called. So, we have talked about how the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not want for rest. We said that I shall not want for life, and I shall not want for guidance. And also, I shall not want for safety. Because verse 4 tells us, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Here's where this image starts of the sheep making their way from the lowlands to the highlands or the tablelands. This is a treacherous journey. They go through dangerous lands. They go through the canyons. They see the shadows of death. And they don't know if those shadows are actually things that might actually harm them or if they're just shadows of, of something completely different. But the problem of the valley is fear because they are so exposed, they are so vulnerable as they make their way up to higher ground. The answer here to that fear is the shepherd's close presence. I never had noticed this until I started studying this psalm, but we, uh, we notice here that the psalmist moves from the third person to the second person. Um, he was saying, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Now he's saying, for thou art with me. You see that switch there from the third person to the second person? That's very significant because that's when God many times is closest to us when we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me as he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We see here that he says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When we think of a rod, we're thinking of a long stick that was probably taken, carved out of a sapling of some sort. It fits the shepherd's hand. The rod can be considered an extension of our father's right arm to achieve his purposes. And indeed, when the shepherd has the rod, you can know that the purposes will be achieved. Not only is the rod considered the extension of the father's right arm, but it's also 
an image of Jesus as the extension of God's right arm. So the rod actually comforts us. And what do they use the rod for? What is a shepherd using the rod for? He's using it to protect, to examine, and to discipline. He'll use the rod to protect his sheep. If a predator of some sort comes, he can beat it off with that rod. Oftentimes a shepherd would go up into the highlands before his sheep actually got there, and he would use that rod and go back and forth trying to drive out any animals that might be there, trying to look out for a good path for them. So that rod is used to protect. That rod is also used to examine the sheep, much like our shepherd examines us and convicts us. He would take the rod and he would really get down in that sheep's wool and part it to see if there was any disease or insects in that sheep that might cause it harm. And he also uses it to discipline the sheep. The sheep were wayward enough that sometimes they just needed the shepherd just needed to take that rod and whack it on the head a couple times to bring discipline to the sheep. The Lord, just as the Lord brings discipline to us. Over in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verses 5 through 8, we uh, find some interesting observations about discipline. And have ye forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as, on children, as unto children? My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endear, ye endear chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. The Lord disciplines us because we are his children, because he loves us and he wants what's for our good and for his glory. He also used that, the shepherd also used that rod to count the sheep, just as the Lord knows the hairs on our head are numbered. So the rod has very many uses. It can bring comfort to us. It can bring protection to us. It can bring examination to us. It can bring discipline to us. And next we look at the staff. Now, if there was ever a symbol of a shepherd, it's a staff. You think of a shepherd, you think of the man standing there with a staff in his hand, the long stick that's got the crook on the end, the staff. It represents the shepherd as one full of concern and compassion. We find that the uses of the staff are to reach out and catch the sheep. Uh, sometimes the shepherd will lead it to use the staff to guide the sheep. Uh, sometimes he will lead, use it to lift the sheep from danger. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And verse 4 here describes a difficult time in a sheep's life in our lives as we're climbing up those valleys of the shadow of death that we've all climbed at some point. But the good thing about those valleys is, as hard as they are, they are getting us somewhere. The sheep were on a journey to get to higher ground. We are always on a journey to get to higher ground. And we find that those valleys are just as much God's right path for us as are the green pastures and the still waters. And we must never forget that, that if we are in the valley of the shadow of death, that that is just as much God's path for us as all of the other things. Because here, characters develop we grow closer to God, and it can be of such great benefit to be in the shadow of the, the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Never is the Lord more with us than in the valley of the shadow of death. 
so I shall not lack perfection, protection. I shall not lack provision because of verse 5 we're told, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. These sheep that we have been following have now reached the table lands. They have reached their destination where they are going. They are um, in the upper heights of where they dwell in the table lands. And we find here that this physical provision also is such a great example of spiritual provision. We find that the shepherd makes preparation of rest, food, and protection for the sheep. We're told that he prepares the table before me in the presence of mine enemies, and he anoints my head with oil. When we are in the tablelands, when the sheep are in the tablelands, it still does not guarantee an easy life. There are a lot of things that can happen. Sometimes the injuries that are sustained while we're in the valley, are we still have to deal with the consequences of those injuries once we reach the higher ground. Uh, we still have those flies and we still have those pests in our lives once we reach the higher ground. And we are told that uh, the word anoint here means to make abundant. Even though we've just been through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord anoints our heads with oil. He makes abundant the good things that he does for us. And he even says that my cup runneth over. Again, such a picture of abundance and provision. So I shall not lack provision because thou preparest a table for, for me in the presence of mine enemies. And I shall not lack, lastly, a heavenly home, because surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. If we do a word study on that word follow, we find that that word means to pursue, to hunt down with goodness and mercy. The Lord is actually pursuing us with goodness and mercy. He's not giving it unwillingly. He's not giving it in a stingy manner. He's not giving it in a begrudging manner, but he is giving it willingly and abundantly and lavishly. And he is actually wanting to hunt us down and pursue us so that he can give us goodness and mercy. And that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It never ends. I heard someone say, I wish I could remember who it was the other day, that whatever the Lord does for his children is always merciful. We may not see it that way, but it is always merciful. We can be sure. Uh, we're told that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're all familiar with John 3.16. Whosoever believeth in him shall have what? Eternal life. We don't have to worry that God will change his mind or get tired of us because we know that this goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we see as we work our way through the 23rd Psalm that the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. I shall not want for rest. I shall not want for life. I shall not want for guidance, safety, or provision, or a home in heaven. That about covers just about every need that we could have in this life, and we have no want because the Lord is our shepherd. We know that every person in the world is owned by one of two shepherds, either the good shepherd or the evil shepherd, Satan, the devil. And what a contrast we see in those two. 
Darkness versus light. Hatred versus love. Selfishness versus selflessness. Ultimately, hell versus heaven. I'm glad that we are owned and that we are kept by the Good Shepherd. I hope that has been of some benefit for you. I know I certainly benefited from uh, preparing these words for you today. I never knew that the 23rd Psalm had so much to say, and there's so much more that could be said, but I will end it there, and, and, and I hope that that blessed you somehow.